Welcome to the Sent from Disneyland podcast. Pure age relives fond memories of the past. If it's your first time joining us, welcome. On this podcast, we'll take a journey into the past and explore Disneyland and Disneyland history with mementos, snapshots, and postcards sent from Disneyland from 1955 to the present. Today, I'm starting off by thanking my patrons from Patreon.com. You can join in and receive mail from my Disneyland trips or from my podcast studio. I'm currently working on some new patron benefits and a special end-of-the-year gift. Thanks to e-ticket patrons Tania, Eric Daniels, Joe Gamble, Scott Booker, and Russ Romano, C-Ticket patrons Series Inquiries Only, Debbie Weinstein, Brian Crawford, Jennifer Schneep, Ruby McDowell, Grace Coat, Monica Seats Vega, and Scott Cagle, B-Ticket patrons The Riley Family, and special thanks to Random Olive, the first patron to this podcast, and to the A-Ticket patrons Elise Sharp, Zealot Infinity, Claire Voigtlander, Alexis Robles, Maggie and Henry Byers, Angelica Nablock, The All Aboard Podcast, and Ana Fiches de Lectores. I am your host, your post host, Clocky, and today we have two postcards sent from Disneyland. The front of our first postcard has Town Square, with the Disneyland band playing around the flagpole, the horse drawn streetcar is preparing to leave for Sleeping Beauty Castle, and some guests are riding the Main Street fire engine. On the right-hand side of the postcard, you can see a popcorn vendor wiping his brow and the Hills Brothers Coffee House behind him. In the far distance, you can spot Sleeping Beauty Castle and the Matterhorn peeking over the Woolitzer Music Hall. On the back, it reads, Town Square, Disneyland, USA. Happy memories of days gone by may be relived in Disneyland's Town Square, where guests may answer a fire alarm or enjoy a ride on a horse-drawn streetcar as the Disneyland band gathers around the flagpole. It's postmarked July 28, 1964, and sent with a four-cent purple Lincoln postage stamp that was placed upside down. I assume they visit the park on Monday, July 27th, when park hours were from 9 a.m. to midnight. The weather was a high of 90 and a low of 64. Park attendance that day was 32,221. It's addressed to a Mrs. H.S. Guttermute of Santa Rosa, California. It reads, Monday, July 27th. Dear Grandma, Arrived in L.A. yesterday on the other part of our vacation. Hot coming over the ridge row, but cooled off in the evening. Very nice motel across from Knott's Berry Farm. We went through most of it last night. Today we are going to Disneyland. Tony is enjoying everything and has been very good so far. She liked the pool and the play yard too at the motel. Going to be hot today. In walking distance of so much, but we have to drive to Disneyland. Probably a 10-minute ride. Love, Lois, Ed, Tony. I hope Lois, Ed, and Tony had a chance to pop into the Yale and Town lock shop before it closed. About halfway down Main Street, just past the cinema and before you get to the Center Street, there was a corporate-sponsored store that displayed the history of and sold locks and keys. When the park opened in 1955, Walt offered shop space to companies that would fit the look and theme of the different lands of Disneyland. Some of these included Pendleton Woolen Mills in Frontierland, see episode 58, sent from the Frontierland entrance, and the Coal of California Swimsuit Shop. See episode 81, sent in 1957. The Yale Lock Company started in 1840 by Linus Yale, who held many patents, including the pin tumbler lock. His 1848 patent would be improved by his son, Linus Yale Jr., and this style of lock and key is still used today. Yale Jr. also engineered a clock lock system that uses two keys and is still used by U.S. post offices. Linus Yale Jr. met mechanical engineer and businessman Henry Town in October of 1868, and partnered to build the company and expand manufacturing. Two months later, Yale Jr. died of a heart attack while conducting business in New York. 
The company's name changed to the Yale and Town Manufacturing Company and continued to grow. The company is now owned by a Swedish conglomerate, which specializes in locks, doors, gates, and other security systems. Let's talk about stamps. Both postcards this week have stamps which are placed upside down. There are many theories on the meaning of stamp placement on postcards and letters. This week's senders probably just meant sent with love, but it could also mean do you remember me or write no more or my heart is given to another. In any case, it looks better when you send a message with a vintage postage stamp. You can head over to Etsy and explore all the different vintage stamps you can use on your next card or letter at Enfield Post. That's E-N-F-I-E-L-D-P-O-S-T on Etsy and Instagram for all your wedding and vintage postage needs. Enfield Post is the official postage stamp sponsor of the Sent from Disneyland podcast. The front of our next postcard also has the Main Street fire engine, this time pulling up to Sleeping Beauty Castle. If you look closely, you can see the top of Snow White's wishing well and the front of the omnibus. On the back it reads, Sleeping Beauty Castle. Two worlds of excitement come together. Chugging horseless carriages take you on a nostalgic journey down Main Street, USA. Ahead is Sleeping Beauty Castle, gateway to Fantasyland, home of Snow White, Peter Pan, and many other famous Walt Disney characters. It's postmarked September 27, 1973, with an 8 cent flag postage stamp placed upside down, and a rubber stamp in the lower right hand corner with moved, not forwardable, checked off a list of reasons that this card could not make it to its destination. I assume they visit the park on Wednesday, September 26th, when park hours were from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. The weather was a high of 98 and a low of 58. It's addressed to a Mrs. Estelle Emmer of West Haven, Connecticut. It reads, Hi Stella, I hope you and your family are all well. Is your husband feeling better? And how about you? California is great, and so's the weather. I'm working part-time at LB. Best regards, Sage Parker. The Yale and Town Lock Shop was only open from 1955 to 1964. Looking at old maps and guidebooks, the shop offered a nice display of locks. Plus, you could buy a keys that had the Disneyland logo on one side and the company name, Yale, on the other. Currently, there's an opening day key on eBay. The starting bid is $350, or you can buy it now for $450. The 1965 map shows that a store, Main Street Gifts, took over the location. But by the time that Sage made it to the park, Rings and Things, the jewelry store which had been next door since 1957, took over the location. Now both shops are part of the market house as a seating area to enjoy Starbucks coffee. In front of the Yale Lock Shop now says The Book Rest. And from what I can see, there are no Easter eggs referencing the old stores. There are still some functioning Yale locks and keys in Disneyland. This incoming postcard is sponsored by the Art Throwdown. Art Throwdown, or ATD, is an online craft hour on Instagram, starting at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. I almost co-hosted with Jim last Friday, but had already made other plans. The community is great, as another co-host, Kristen, popped on and worked on two Halloween-themed envelopes. Each host brings something a little different to each show. I'll list some of the regular hosts, or you can follow Art Throwdown 2020 on Instagram. The front of my incoming postcard has a concept image from the movie Cars. You can see the Hudson Hornet racing alone on a dirt track. It's postmarked August 12, 2021 from Rochester, New York, and sent with a Red Barn Forever postcard postage stamp. It reads, August 12, 2021. Good morning and greetings from Western New York, near the city of Rochester. Thank you for the invitation to nostalgia. My many fond Disney memories involve long drives down the eastern seaboard in the 1970s and 80s with my dad, who liked to make good time and drive all night. 
A stop at south of the border was tradition, and my first souvenir was a small, plush Bambi. I dreamt of being a Jungle Cruise tour guide, too. Be happy today, Laura. Thank you for the nostalgia, Laura. Although on the other coast, I also like to make good time driving down to the parks. And I have many plush animals, as it was a tradition to bring home a new stuffed animal every trip. I know lots of friends who stop at Pea Soup Anderson's as a tradition before driving the rest of the way to Disneyland. Or we would often stop at Kettleman City, which is about the halfway mark. Thanks for listening to Sent from Disneyland. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and tell your friends. It would be awesome to share your favorite episode. There are over 100 episodes to choose from. It would also help to leave a five-star rating and comment on whatever podcast platform you use. If you'd like to support the show financially, please check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash sentfromdisneyland. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at sentfromdisneyland or on Twitter at sentfromdisney. For questions and comments, send me a postcard addressed to sent from Disneyland, P.O. Box 44, Hood, California, 95639. This podcast is not affiliated with Disney, the United States Postal Service, or any post office or Disney properties. Opinions expressed on this podcast belong to its host and guest of the Sent from Disneyland podcast. 